They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit TakeTheUpside.com to learn more. That's TakeTheUpside.com. Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing. And uh, today, in today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about artificial intelligence. Now, if you're a, uh, a movie fan like me, you've probably seen or experienced artificial intelligence going back from everything from Space Odyssey to Short Circuit to a few years ago, the movie Her. Um, and a lot of those are, are science fiction, but uh, you know what? AI in, in today's marketplace really is not science fiction. It's, it's a reality. And there are some real world applications to artificial intelligence, and that includes the auto industry. And here to talk about that is Hunter Swift, who is Vice President of Product at Stella Automotive AI. Hunter, uh, great to meet you. Thank you so much uh, for being on the program and uh, great to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know that uh, Stella recently has, the company has re- recently won some awards, um, you know, for in its, in its young history. But uh, but can you give us a little bit of background on, you know, how the company got started, sort of where, you know, where you see the company fitting in, into this landscape and and then just some of your own background and, and how you connected with this company? Yeah. So Stella Automotive AI is a artificial intelligent digital uh, voice assistant. Um, I would say she closely resembles Surrey or Alexa, if you're familiar with those type of services, mm-hmm. except for, um, they're for the dealership's phones. And Stella can answer calls. She can route calls to different departments. Um, she can answer frequently asked questions like hours and location. But her kind of biggest skill so far um, or currently is her ability to set service appointments over the phone. Um, typically right now, if a customer calls into a store, um, that call might ring 45, 60 seconds before somebody answers it. Um, there's probably a 38 to 42% chance that that call might not even get answered and be sent to voicemail. And, uh, if you have like a queue to like hold for, uh, you know, a service advisor or a service BDC to book an appointment, um, we're seeing sometimes hold times like three minutes and 30 seconds, even up to four or five minutes at times. And the reason for this is that the dealerships are just understaffed. We understand how hard it is to find, hire, manage, and train and keep uh, good employees. Um, And unfortunately, the people that typically answer these calls, um, you know, they're minimum wage, they're not super highly skilled. And so what happens a lot of times is they require a lot of management, they call in sick, they call in late. And even if you got lucky and you found somebody that's really good on the phone, um, that person can only handle one call at a time. And so ultimately, it's not solving the dealership's problems. Um, there are some alternatives for dealerships in regards to if the call doesn't get answered, you could send it to an outsourced call center, um, but they're struggling as well, finding people to answer the phones. And so what Stella does is she provides kind of an instant relief at the beginning where she would take on what I would classify as like the easy, repeatable, mundane order taking tasks that are usually tying up the dealership staff. And so if we can take even 40, 50% of those calls off of the dealership, 
it then frees up and the, you know, the people. And in fact, you know, one of the first questions that always comes up when you start talking about AI is, is it going to take over, right? Am I going to lose my job? Um, but what we have found is we take the easy stuff and then it ultimately makes the, the people that are answering the phone more valuable because they're dealing with customers that have specific needs, or maybe they're asking questions in regards to status or price or recalls. And um, even, you know, a lot of the calls that are coming into the dealerships are, are going to the business development center. Um, and even in their title, like they're supposed to be doing outbound business development calls, but 80 to 90% of their day is in about inundated with inbound calls. And so by taking this 40, 50, 60% of calls off their plate, it then allows them to make more outbound calls. And so Stella works 24 seven, she can handle unlimited amount of calls simultaneously and really provides kind of that assistance to the dealership that uh, would typically take two, three people to, to handle. And uh, you just can't find people that can be on and available at all time. And so that's kind of where um, kind of our need is and where we're providing you know, the biggest value to the dealerships. So if I'm a, if I'm a consumer and I, I call, you know, a dealership um, service department or, or what have you, what would kind of the interaction look like to me as the consumer calling the dealership? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I, I don't know if this is unorthodox, but I can call a dealership right now and yeah. I can actually interact with Stella. Let's do That'd that. That'd be great. So this is, a, this is a live call here. So let me just call this real quick. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling Cardinale Way Hyundai in Corona, where we develop outstanding relationships where everyone wins. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. I'm Stella, your digital assistant. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I'd like to book a service appointment. Are you calling about the 2020 Hyundai Elantra? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Could you please state the approximate mileage of your vehicle? Um, I think it's about 15,000 miles. What type of service does your vehicle require? Uh, two things, uh, an oil change and a tire rotation. Thank you. Before we proceed, do you require any other services for your vehicle? No. Okay. Let's book your appointment. Will you be dropping off your vehicle? Yes. Please wait while I check our schedule. I have an appointment available for this coming Thursday at 12.15 p.m. for drop-off. Would that suit you? No. Do you have anything on Friday between 8 and 11? I have an appointment available for this coming Friday at 8.15 a.m. for drop-off. Would that suit you? Yes. Would you like to confirm your appointment? Yes. We have successfully scheduled your appointment for this coming Friday at 8.15 a.m. to drop off your vehicle. So I'm going to go ahead and hang up, but that took a minute and 35 seconds. Yeah. So usually less time than what it would typically wait to hold to talk to somebody. Right. Uh, we were able to you know, complete that task. Now, we integrate with service schedulers. So you recognized on that call that it was able to identify the vehicle that I owned. Um, mm -hmm. It didn't need to ask me for my name because it already matched to an existing profile. Um, if I was a new customer, it would simply ask me to, you know, say and spell my first and last name and then ask me for my year, make and model. But, you know, it's just a really easy process. And I think um, Alexa and Surya have kind of opened the door to people to be a little bit more used to using, you know, digital assistance. Um, but, you know, even somebody who, you know, typically might not want to talk to a robot um, who typically might just say, you know, I don't want to speak to a robot. Can I speak to a live person? Uh, we end up transferring those calls. We don't force people down that path, um, but we also uh, provide you know questions and dialogue. So if someone says, you know, can I speak to a live person? She'll come on and say, are you looking to book an appointment? 
and they say yes, and then she'll just go down that path. And so, um, you know, we're getting, you know, a pretty high usability uh, adaption rate of the product, but anytime it gets complicated, you know, uh, she doesn't understand what the customer say. We just transfer those calls. So it's a very, you know, seamless process and she works, you know, 24 hours a day. And so if somebody calls in at, you know, six o'clock and the dealership is, you know, the BDC department's closed, they can set an appointment or even on Sunday. And so if you take the amount of uh, appointments that would typically be lost because somebody didn't answer the after hours, the closed on Sunday, um, you know, you start seeing an increase of appointments. And then, as I mentioned, if you take the uh, appointments uh, or the, t- uh, the calls away from the BDC and now they're doing more outbound calls, they're even doing more appointments, right? So it's a really kind of win-win for the store. And I think the other thing to add to this is, you know, automotive industry has had some new, new technology that's been introduced, but it often requires the dealership to either learn a new product or change processes. And that's the other thing that's nice about this is uh, the dealership just forwards calls to us. We handle the calls and we can forward calls back to the dealership or we book it with their tool. Um, there's really nothing to, to learn. Um, there's no processes that need to change. The only thing that the dealership really feels is, uh, you know, they're getting less calls and then the calls that they do get are usually more important and they're not the mundane order taking task. So is there a certain, I mean, obviously there are certain things that consumers and dealers probably would want to actually have a conversation about, are there certain prompts that would automatically trigger? I mean, besides, I want to speak to a live person. Are there certain prompts or topics that a dealer can say, Hey, if they call about X, make sure, you know, it, it goes to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's the definition of a true artificial intelligent, right? The, mm-hmm. the AI needs to be intelligent. And I think in our industry, we've done, um, we, we've, we've termed AI to anything that's automatic yeah. and it's, it's not really artificial intelligent. And, you know, if you look at like chat bots or different services that we've interacted with as consumers, you know, you might say, I'm interested in a red F-150. And then, you know, in a chat bot, it might say, are you looking to lease or purchase, you know, ask a couple of questions. And then it might even say, is there a particular color vehicle you're looking for? And that question is asked every single customer, but you were like, but I just started that conversation with, I'm looking for a red F-150. It wasn't intelligent enough to, to change the, the questions and answer based off information that was gathered. And, and quite frankly, even Google, um, you know, as advanced as they are, are only limited to one question. If I say, what's the nearest Ford dealership? She'll give me the answer, but if I say, okay, Google, uh, how late are they open? She doesn't retain information from that first call. And so with Stella, every single call is actually different or has the capability of being different. So if, when she says, how can I help you? And I said, I wanted to book an appointment. It then needs to know, well, what vehicle? But if I said, I wanted to bring my 2019 Toyota Sienna in for service, she doesn't need to ask that because she was already able to capture that. And so, um, it, it makes it so that the call is dynamic based off the information, but there are things like, for example, if somebody mentions um, tow or accident, it'll come on and say, would you like to be transferred to roadside assistant? Um, if somebody says the word Spanish or Espanol, um, you know, and they, the dealership has a Spanish, you know, phone hunt group that I could transfer calls to, we could transfer calls to that. Um, we're working with companies to be able to identify it on the call if a customer has an open recall. Um, that would immediately transfer to a live person. Um, we're working with other, uh, you know, trade evaluation tools to maybe at the end of the call uh, be able to identify uh, a trade value for that particular vehicle. 
And obviously we wouldn't want to apply that question to somebody who just bought their car and is scheduling their first oil change. So there's data that we look at and say, if it matches this particular, you know, data uh, or parameter, we would then have different dialogue. And that's where we're super excited because, you know, service and setting service appointment is just one part of the pie. Um, you know, we're getting a lot of interest to say, well, hey, can you handle all of our numbers? And so we have some pilot dealerships that we are handling every single call and are now routing calls to different departments. Um, we can answer questions like hours and locations and do you offer loaners? And, you know, if you start thinking about all of the calls, these mundane calls that are coming into the dealership that we can take off their plate, it just makes, you know, our tool more valuable. And I think just like Alexa, when it first came out, could answer basic questions and now you can order things on Amazon. Um, I see that on our product roadmap of being able to just do more, right? Um, can we schedule test drives? Uh, can we do trade appraisals, right? Can we do uh, customer satisfaction surveys? Can we do, um, you know, a whole bunch of different things that we can do um, just based off of data and then changing that dialogue? Yeah, and that, that sort of answers one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, obviously this is conversational AI that is largely for, for taking inbound calls, um, you know, and in this case for, for setting service appointments and, and that sort of thing. But um, where do you see, where else do you see, you know, whether it's conversational AI or other types of AI, where do you see that kind of expanding across automotive and, and in, the, in the dealership? Yeah, I mean, specifically with like our roadmap, as I mentioned, you know, I definitely see um, doing more in service and in sales, um, definitely even in parts, like think about how many, um, you know, wholesalers are calling the parts department, just checking status, uh, you know, of an order or price or inventory, right? If we have access to the data, we could mention the inventory, right? And that's something that could be applied for both parts as well as sales, right? If someone's saying, hey, do you have a particular vehicle? Um, in interest, uh, in stock, like the other things too, that we're working on is, you know, let's say somebody calls and says they want to speak to somebody in sales. Well, as the phone call is ringing, if somebody's not answering, um, instead of leaving them on hold, maybe we ask different questions and we say, look, are you looking to lease or purchase? Do you have a trade? And then when somebody answers the call, we could say, you know, Hey, Joe, I've got Bob on the phone. He's interested in a, you know, F-150. He has a Toyota Sienna for, a trade and he's looking to lease, right? And it now has an easier, you know, handoff. Um, as we start going advanced beyond that, um, you know, there's been expressed interest from dealerships that are saying, can we do outbound calls, right? Can we notify a customer of an open recall? And I think there are services out there that we experience in other industries where you might get a call that says, you know, your kid, you know, was tardy today or, you know, your bill is, is past due, right? We, mm -hmm. we get those type of announcements, but being intelligent, she could say, hey, this is an announcement to let you know you have an open recall, but then give it options, right? Yeah. Would you like to schedule a time to come in? Or would you like to be transferred to an advisor for any questions that you may have? Um, and then even, you know, thinking um, outside of the box, like if you think of web lead response times is typically 15 to 45 minutes sometimes. And, you know, we could create terms and conditions on the button on the website that says by submitting a lead, you know, you're authorizing, you know, Stella to call and instantly call that customer. Uh, so that way response time would be zero. And then we could connect people to a live person. Um, those are just things that we see kind of in voice. Now, everything that we have been talking about uh, in regards to voice, uh, when our automatic speech recognition software is converting the voice to text to actually communicate with the computer, right, the, the robot, um, things open up and say, well, could we do the same thing that we're doing instead of voice? Could we do it in chat? 
and have a true artificial intelligent, you know, you know, texting or chat platform. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then you start looking at just data in general. Um, I think we, in our industry, we have very compartmentalized data, um, in regards to CRM and DMSs and service schedulers and, uh, you know, Facebook advertising and Google, like we have all this data, um, AI has the potential of aggregating that data and coming up with really cool stuff, right. In regards to forecasting and identifying, you know, uh, audiences. And, um, I think as we get bigger in regards to privacy and, um, you know, you start relying more on first party data, um, it, instead of just marketing to everyone, which dealerships are, are guilty of sending a, a bulk email to every client that doesn't always apply to them of utilizing artificial intelligence to identify people more than just even like an equity mining tool. But like, you know, if you see people be, you know, females between 20 to 24 that are buying Toyota Corollas that are often buying Toyota Siennas from 25 to 30, because they're getting married and having kids, right? Like is marketing adapting to that? Um, you know, we see, uh, when we book a hotel or a flight and you see the price and you come back, sometimes the price is higher and it says there's only one left, right? Like, we're, we're seeing the, the user experience uh, change based off of just repeat visits to a website. Um, dealerships could start using that um, artificial intelligence to cater different experiences, different web experiences, um, you know, different uh, customer satisfaction experiences that are really catered to those people. And I don't think we've really seen that, right? If I'm interested in a, a performance, you know, a car, why am I go to the website and I'm seeing trucks on there, right? Why am I getting a truck newsletter, right? Like there's just stuff that I think um, AI could help. And then even farther than that, I think it would be nice to have like an Alexa or, or Siri for dealerships to be able to ask questions about reporting. And instead of saying, hey, how many cars did I sell last month? But say, you know, hey, in order for me to hit you know, this new goal, what would I have to do different? Right. And be able to come up with like suggestions or ideas. Um, and that's technology in the AI field and in other industries, it's doing that. And, and those are things that we're doing with other uh, uh, industries where right now we're working with John Deere and Caterpillar and these other industries. We're doing some very techie things that I think we're, we're going to be super excited to introduce to automotive. Um, but I think uh, first is just you know, getting people to realize that the artificial intelligence is out there. There are other companies, you know, besides us that do some really great things in regards to data. And I think we're going to start seeing, you know, more and more uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence to just improve the overall experience, efficiency, and improve the customer experience. Well, we, um, a big part of, of, of our coverage uh, here at Auto Remarketing is in kind of the wholesale side. Do you see any applications there where it, it could you know, potentially be of use to a dealer, you know, when they go out to acquire inventory from a wholesale auction or an online platform where, you know, it says, okay, Hunter, you need, you, you should buy three F-150s today because your inventory is, do you see applications there on, on the wholesale side? Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, we see a lot of like uh, used car evaluation tools like mm. Viato and, you know, those type of tools that I think do a good job of looking at like, market data that's available, like, oh, these are the vehicles that are listing. I think taking it a step farther, right, is looking at like historical data, right? Like not necessarily looking at, you know, what people are listing the cars at, but what the cars are selling for, right? And I think you have to look outside of the demographic because different dealerships in different areas, like a, a Ford truck or a Jeep 
might be more valuable than in a, in a, in a urban environment. Right. And so that's hard when you start looking at like evaluations, they're not equal across the board. And I think having AI to be able to kind of look at that or to forecast, uh, things in regards what to buy versus just looking at, Oh, I've got, you know, five people that are interested in this car. Well, obviously it makes sense that I should get that car, but what car, if I had on my inventory that I could sell right away, and then am I going out and getting those and what's my average gross and what's my average days on the lot? Um, I think that stuff to, to really could be a benefit. And I think even getting into like marketing, um, you know, we kind of talked about, um, we're always kind of sending like the same marketing message to everyone, but, you know, getting very specific in regards to that. Um, for example, like if somebody comes in for an oil change and they, uh, you know, the advisor says, Hey, you need breaks we might send an email that says, Hey, just a reminder that, you know, you decline the service and we're suggesting that, but we're not really doing anything to like market to that person specifically based off of that. And there are some limitations in regards to, to privacy, but you know, we, we see it in other industries where if I'm looking at shoes, now I'm seeing shoe ads. Um, but you know, if I decline service, right, like, am I all of a sudden going to start seeing cars crashing into walls on my Facebook feed? And then all of a sudden I see, you know, coupons for, for break jobs. And then, you know, like that's where I, I'm excited to kind of see the technology go, but then we're limited based off of like privacy. So, you know, I see dealerships uh, relying more on first party data and creating, you know, data access like data lakes where they can like start mining and, and cultivating this data. So then the artificial intelligence can use that and, you know, as we're looking at that, I mean, we're also looking at the importance of privacy and data because, you know, we don't want to export data from the CRM and the DMS and hold that and be liable for that. So, you know, a lot of the things that we're working on is through APIs is accessing the information that we need to find a customer profile or to get access to this data. And then once we are able to do what we need to do, we release it, right? And that way the, the, the customer or the dealership, right, can retain that information, they protect it and they give access to what, what's needed. So there's a lot of other things that we're thinking about as well that we have to consider that because times are changing. Um, but, you know, an advanced company that's that's technically advanced data, data security, privacy are all things that are, you know, top of mind as we start developing products. Well, uh, well last question before I let you go here, we're, um, you know, about uh, almost halfway done with, with this year. So what's on your your roadmap itself for, for the second, uh, second half of the year, particularly from, from a product standpoint? Yeah, you know, I think it's mostly just advancing our tool and making it better. I mean, the demand right now for our product is, is really unlike anything I've ever experienced in automotive. And every time we get a new client, you know, we're learning more. And, you know, the customers are asking us to do different things, you know, every dealership's a little bit different. And so, you know, we're constantly having to learn new op codes and new, you know, vehicle makes and, and just even the way that customers say certain things, right? So we're having to always kind of learning and, and revolving and, and teaching the tool. So it's an evolving product. Um, but, you know, as we mentioned about, you know, some of these, um, these skills that, you know, we're, we're planning to teach Stella of doing, um, taking more off the dealership's plate, right? Getting access to, you know, status. So if somebody calls in and the vehicle's ready to be able to say, oh, your vehicle's ready, or maybe even doing an outbound call, that would save the advisor of calling a customer saying your vehicle's ready, come on in. Uh, Stella could call and say, okay, your vehicle's ready, right? Or um, other questions uh, that pertain, you know, there's just taking time away from the dealership. Um, we also are getting a lot of demand with, you know, 
uh, dealerships that are in states of like California, Texas, Florida, New York that have bilingual customers. So people are asking, you know, Hey, can we do this in Spanish? And I think um, those are all things that are on our roadmap. And if, you know, we can tackle different versions and, and languages, this opens us up to, you know, different areas across the world. So um, definitely some things that we're looking at too, but it's a, a constantly evolving product. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just really fun because she's really learning. And, you know, as the vice president of product, you know, I, I'm a proud dad and I love, you know, seeing her, you know, crawl and then, and, and then walk. And now she's getting ready to run. And, and I think uh, that's the, the super exciting part about this. And what's great is not only is it helping the dealership be more efficient, but it's ultimately providing a better overall customer experience. And so it's really a win-win for, for all that are involved. Very good. We'll leave it there for today. But Hunter, so good to, uh, to talk with you. And, and thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. My thanks to Hunter Swift and the team at Stella Automotive AI. And for our team here at Auto Remarketing, I'm Joe Overby. Thanks for listening. They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit taketheupside.com to learn more. That's taketheupside.com.